Listen up, real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and agents. You're in the right place. Unlocking the secrets to real estate investing and entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Titanium Vault, hosted by RJ Bates III. Here's RJ. Hi guys, welcome to the Titanium Vault. I'm going to be your host today, Cassie, and I'm interviewing my great friend, Nicole Espinosa, today, and um, I just wanted to dive into her journey and um, give her the platform to share so many of the wonderful things that I know about her journey um, today. So um, it's a special interview for me uh, with Nicole, and um, I just wanted to get a chance to just really, really open it up and dive into her journey as a mother, an entrepreneur, a human being, a woman, um, and all of that good stuff. So um, in case you guys haven't listened to any of our interviews with Nicole, be it RJ's um, or our interviews together between the three of us, or any of Nicole's, she has a, a ton of wonderful interviews, a ton of videos on her YouTube channel that you can go and deep dive into her journey. Um, she is the short sales queen and a lot of people want to watch her videos because she is the short sale queen, but we're going to take a, a different approach today. Um, and you know, there's plenty of, of videos and interviews out there if you are looking for her, her short sales. So she'll tell you where to go find those, or you can find some of them on the titanium vault on the YouTube channel for RJ Bates. And, um, so I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit, Nicole, and tell everybody that might be listening for the first time um, a little bit about what you do and who you are, and then we'll dive in. Okay, awesome. Thanks so much, girl, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Nicole Spinoza, like you said, my company is The Short Sell Queen, and we are nationwide, um, which means that we do uh, short sales all across the country. Uh, currently, we are in nine markets. Um, like you said, we are, you know, on YouTube, we do put a lot of content out there, but I am really excited because we get to talk about something else besides short sales today um, <laughs> to really help, you know, other entrepreneurs because, you know, we talk about this a lot. But there's not a lot of people that are out there putting themselves out there and being authentic about their journey and really, you know, you didn't wake up successful, right? We all have a path there. So I'm excited to talk about that today. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I have the really, really amazing benefit of, you know, having discussed with you your journey um, as an entrepreneur, like start to finish and digging into those moments, you know, that are, that are darker that, you know, you, like you said, a lot of people don't like to get vulnerable on that end at some point. Um, you know, I've been there myself. My, my RJ's been there. Titanium's been there. Where it's like, ah, I don't really want to share the bad stuff, right? Right. But um, I think that there is a lot of power in showing that. Um, one of my more recent favorite quotes is, you know, sharing your scars actually helps people to not crash on the, or, you know, avoid the rocks you crashed on. Right. Um, yeah. that's paraphrasing it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I think that that's like a, just a beautiful thing. And I don't want this the, today to be all about like sharing the dark, um, portions of your journey or the harder times or the hurdles or the challenges. Certainly we, we should dig into them. 
but I really, really, really want to shed some light on like the amazing decisions that you've made as a businesswoman um, in your company, the pivots that you've made. And one of my favorite things about some of the things that I know that you have done is you, I resonate with so much because even in times where it's scary, you are fearless. You are fearless and you have always, in my eyes, taken the opportunity to just really, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to do the work and I'm going to do it with confidence. I'm going to do it with commitment and I'm going to make the changes necessary, win, lose, or fail. If I'm not right, I'll find the right answer along the way. And that's always been one of my favorite things about you as a person and getting to witness your journey because... Um, I've seen you go through some major changes in your, in your life, in your business, and it's so inspiring to watch, you know, it's so inspiring to watch. Um, and I just think that so many people really, really, really need to hear that and hear those points in your journey. Um, and all the light that has been brought to you along the way because of those hard choices and those challenges and things like that because it's it's really been like game changing for you um at least from like the perspective of somebody you know that is maybe on the outside but i got you know i got a good view in there <laughs> so um you know i i do want to dig into a little bit of the the personal side of stuff too um about you know what it's like to to run your business with your life because I think there are you know I normally don't like the questions that are like what's it like being a single mom and running a business you know I normally don't like to ask like that cliche of a question to to another female yeah. um, but I do actually want you to touch on that because um, I think that you have like a very similar mentality to me like that's that's just part of my journey and who I am. Like, that's not something that would ever stop me, you know, or anything like that. Um, because it does kind of change the dynamic for you and how you've had to do this. It does make it more challenging in ways, but like you handle it like such a boss. And I know the kids are such a huge part of your why. Um, so I guess let's just start like by digging into, um, you have multiple times just completely taking your business and completely flopped it on the other end right so yeah, you've done this what, twice twice, <laughs> twice. Yeah, yeah that's so so tell me a little bit about what led to that decision and um the like either time yeah so when i started the business um i fell into real estate Okay. So this wasn't like I woke up one day and I was inspired. Like, no, I needed a job. I started working for an agent prospecting. Um, I'm originally from Florida. So I came here, didn't know a soul and started, you know, working for an REO brokerage, right? Which is a foreclosure brokerage. So when I got in, I didn't have any experience. I just needed a job. So that led to me getting hired by the broker, managing and going down that journey. So when I had decided that I want to venture out on my own, you know, I'm just 
I was just naive, ambitious, and driven, all of the above, because I knew that, okay, I have the knowledge to do something. I know I was successful at this managing. I can do this on my own. And so when I started, you know, I've always been in sales. I, I'm, and I say that because my, I'm not a, I wasn't a systems person. I was just, hey, I'm going to get it done. And I've always had that perspective, always. So it didn't matter whether, when I was selling cell phones. It didn't matter, you know, whether I was, you know, selling things I shouldn't. Like, it was just, I'm going to get it done. So at the time, I was uh, 22 years old. And I, you know, got into, um, did my first listing was a short sale. And then we go down that path and uh, as part of my story. And when I started realizing, like, this is what I want to highly specialize in, I just did the work. I didn't think about, am I doing this the right way? I never thought big picture of, because you know, when you get into business, you are trying to make money, right? You're trying to take action. And I never had that problem. I'm not the type of person where you see people are like, they're overanalyzing. I have, I am the complete opposite. I just take action. Now, whether that's a good thing or not, that's how I've lived my entire life. And it caught up to me several times. And, you know, I am the you know, queen of short sales, but I'm the queen of failing forward because I don't know how to quit. I'm stubborn. And if I had any common sense, I probably should have quit a long time ago, like maybe <laughs> the first time, the first round when I couldn't pay my payroll. And I was like, how have I made so much money? This 1099 is not right. Where did all that money go? I'm, I'm negative on my bank account. And, you know, having this hard realization that I, my whole journey for the first five years was me trying to do everything myself and not realizing that in order to really grow, and you and RJ talk about this a lot, that how you really took your business off was collaboration, partnerships, right? But I'm young. I'm young and I need money and I'm like, I'm going to figure it out. And that actually, me having that mindset actually got in my way several times. So I had to learn the hard way. Um, you know, doing short sales, I never had a problem getting business. I had a problem becoming profitable. And so when I talk about, you know, I, I'm very transparent uh, when I talk about how, you know, your sales really mean nothing. It's your net. What are you keeping? Profit right. equals success, not your numbers, right? Because at the end of the day, who the hell cares if you're selling a billion dollars worth of real estate and you're making 30 grand a year, right? right? The, your ego you as an individual are going to get hyped up because people are like, oh, look how much you've done. Look how many deals you've done. But if you're not making money, who the hell cares? And so, of course, like anything else, being a salesperson, I was driven by, you know, ego, not in a, a way of like, it's all about me, but it was more of like, hey, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm killing it. But I felt like such a fraud because I'm like, I'm broke. Right. <laughs> so for years, it was just like, get it done. So then finally... When it got to the point where I was like, okay, what do I do? I had gotten divorced, uh, worst time of my life, just just so, like I was overweight. I got a divorce, I had these young kids, and I'm like, okay, what am I doing? So I had this come to Jesus where I was like, okay, if I'm either gonna quit and get a job, and I don't know how to quit, so I didn't, or I'm gonna freaking figure this out. So I fired everybody. And because I'm all in or all out, because I'm an extremist that way, <laughs> I, because I, what happened, what changed my mindset was reading Scaling Up. Okay. So there's this book, Scaling Up. And if you're thinking about scaling your business, I talk about this a lot. You guys need to get it. And if someone tells you that a book changes your life, you need to go buy it because I don't say that lightly. Because when I read that book, there was one part, there's one section of the book where it said, 
something so powerful and it said, if you were to hire, rehire everyone in your organization, would that person still be in that position? Would you still have them? If you had started all over. And I remember evaluating everybody in, in my organization. I was like, no. And I, and I always did a good job of creating a culture. I always did a great job of creating a culture that people wanted to be there and loved me out of loyalty, but I wasn't hiring intentionally for their skill set. So right. as I was growing, I was always capped because I had the overhead, but I still had to do every position. And I'm not a micromanager. So I would give it to them and they would still rely on me because they didn't have the skills to take it, you know, with the volume and the things that I was growing in the business. So I let go of everybody at once. I was like, okay, we're going to start over. Yeah. And I mean, which is, I mean, I, that is absolutely crazy. And one of the reasons I wanted to dive into this is because I think that a lot of people, and I don't want to turn this into like a gender thing, but I do think that it is really important to share these types of things because, um, I don't know. I'm the kind of person that as a woman, like, I mean, you know me, I'm like super strong willed, like I can do anything. I'm super woman type of person as well. And I think that, um, you know, I noticed that there's a lot of women who are always looking for like that security blanket and when going into business for themselves as entrepreneurs, you know, they don't see as many women in those high level entrepreneurial positions, um, maybe in, in our industry anyways, or in my side of the industry. And I think that it is such a powerful example to share because, um, you know, like they realize one, you know, it's okay to fail Two, It's okay to do the hard thing and having to like restart, you know, refresh, whatever it might be. And, you know, I tell people this all of the time. I don't know if I ever would have taken such a huge leap in our business without RJ. Like, I didn't have that. So for me, I just am like, you know, I can't necessarily share that I did that, that I took that leap. I've always had RJ. And I'm not saying I would or wouldn't have, but we don't know. I don't know. I'd like to, I'd like to think I would, but man, like he's just been my ultimate, um, you know, he's my partner he's my ride or die. So like, I don't have to, like, I always have somebody there and you had to do this where you're just like, okay, I'm flipping the script. We're starting over. We're starting fresh on this thing that you have built. And you get so attached to those things that you built. And like, that is such a powerful statement, like recognizing that that is what your business needed. That is what you needed. And like, that is a very hard thing to do. Like that is such a hard thing to do. It was, you know, here's the deal. I had to remove, it was very freaking humbling, right? Because in everyone else's eyes, I was successful. I mean, I remember that at the brokerage I was at, we were always number one in sales and whatever. And and I say it like that because the brokerage wasn't that big, right? So it was like a big fish in a small pond. And my ego was always being stroked. Oh my God, Nicole, you're the top producer. Hey, Nicole, whatever. And I remember being on stage and we had won a bunch of awards. And I just remember, like, I don't have anything to say to these people. Like, I felt like this is such a joke because this is not success. Success is not working 80 hours a week, exhausted, tired, broke, being a bad mom, 
not having time for myself. Like I knew that I was failing and I literally had this come to Jesus where I had to take a step back and say, okay, I can either humble myself, get over myself and do what's required to fix this. Or I can just get the hell out because obviously I'm not made for this. And when I fired everyone, I mean, it was mutual. And a lot of times employers or, you know, people in that position, they feel bad because they're like, I like this person, you know, especially with small businesses, right? You're nodding your head because you get it. Yep. But what you're doing is you're, you're doing your, your employees a disservice if, if they don't, if you don't recognize what their, you know, capacity is. Because we talk about what is your, like, is it the right person that fits in your culture, but what's their capacity? Because they're not going to know that. You as a leader need to identify what they're capable of because people can like a job but not be good at it. Right. Or they can start with you and not have the ability to grow. Because my, as a solopreneur, like, I, I was killing it, right? I was a top producer or whatever. But do, being good at your job doesn't mean you're going to be a good leader. And yeah. the biggest takeaway from this journey is becoming the best version of myself as a leader, but having to realize that it's an inside job because I couldn't show up as a strong, powerful leader if I didn't fix my shit. And, and the first step was getting over myself and realizing, okay, I'm not running the organization the right way. Like, what would it look like if I didn't come from a place of chaos, if I didn't come from a place of stress? And taking that step back because I could have easily been continually placated with my ego and been like, I'm great. I'm amazing. Nobody knows I'm doing awesome and being miserable. And I just knew that's not the kind of life that I wanted. And so, yes, it was absolutely fine. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, I think when you look at that, I mean, cause I've had these moments as well. Um, you know, there's a fine balance between knowing where you are on your journey and being that person that's, you know, I mean, you know me, you know, RJ, like we're both willing to put in the work, right? Like we'll sit there and we'll, we'll work like crazy people and be like, oh, you know, it's 10 PM and I haven't stopped, you know, like, and, yeah, how did this whole day already go by? Yeah. Um, and it's so easy. It's so easy to do that when you're such a driven person. But yeah. I think that you um, have to be so intentional about making sure you're filling, uh, you're pouring into yourself in the other areas of your life. Otherwise you're going to crash and burn. So like, I completely understand that. And you know, it's, it's, it's part of, it's a part of the journey. I mean, I'm, I'm still working on it all the time. Um, but the more, you know, I, I mean, I would get to the point where I would work until like, I couldn't, like I could not work anymore. And then I'm going and I'm so fulfilled and I love my business so much, but I was really unintentionally neglecting all of the other things that I love about my life. I was yeah. neglecting my family, my friends, you know, like the people in my life. I was neglecting just other things that bring me joy from different areas of my life. And it sounds like such a simple thing, but like, you know, I've been an artist since I was a little kid. Um, I, I thought about it and I was like, when is the last time I picked up a brush or a pencil, you know? And I'm like, I should do, I should do a piece because, you know, I really just need to fill you know, the other areas of my life and things that I love because I just became all about the business. Right. And, even that, and 
yeah, even that in and of itself made me a less capable leader. Yeah. Um, just because I was not working on my best self. I really wasn't. And actually taking taking the step back and realizing like how much better I am when I take the time to work out, how much more energy I have, how it balances me, like and my stress levels. Because let's face it, running your own business can be very stressful. Like it's stress for me that I'm like, meh. You know, like, I'm like, it's cool. Like it comes with the package, you know, but you know, I may take it in stride, but if you're not doing thing, the other things and focusing on the other areas of your life, you're just really neglecting yourself, which is neglecting your growth and ability as a leader. So that's another thing that I think is just so impressive about, you know, you standing up and making that decision and like ego had nothing to do with it. And you said, no, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know that, that you still work your behind off, but um, I think that that's one of the struggles that I always had. It's like if I'm taking the time to pour into the other areas of my life, does that make, like, are people going to look at me? Like, I literally had this internal battle, and I didn't necessarily word it this way, but I felt it yeah. like I'm not working as hard as I should. Well, Which here's the deal, though. Like, you're everybody's version of success is different, right? So when I get asked like, hey, so how do, you know, I'm not having success. Like what does success look like for you, right? Because everyone's gonna have a different version. And for me, you know, I am in no way saying that the grind and the hustle, like there, it is always applicable. Like you have to roll up your sleeves. Yep. But that's not a lifestyle. And when I defined like the most powerful question that I got asked when I was at a mastermind was what does your perfect day look like? And it was so powerful because my actual day looked nothing like what a perfect day looked like for me. And I'm like, okay, so what do I need to do to change my lifestyle so that I can reflect that? Because what is the point of everything? What's the point of doing this business? What is the point of having this kind of freedom if you're not happy, right? right. And on top of that, how can I show up as a leader for my organization, for my clients, for anybody that is you know, looking up to me or whatever, if I'm not putting myself first, so mentally I can't show up, like there's, I can't ever be performing at a high level if I'm not taking care of myself. And that's as a mom, as a business owner, I mean, as just a woman in general, it's so hard. It's such a hard concept for us. And this isn't a woman thing. This is just in general, like we are caretakers. And when you are a mom, everything seems more important. But guess what? The reality is, is that I was spending more time with my kids, but I was being a shitty mom because I was exhausted and I wasn't fully present. So even now I work less than I ever have. And when I say that, I'm just not working 80 hours a week. I'm working maybe 50, whatever. That makes me happy. But I'm a better mom because I'm present. I've lost like 30 pounds. So my mental health is just, and, and it wasn't about the weight. I was overweight because I, I was, you know, just eating out and not, you know, fueling my body and just not caring, not sleeping. It was about, okay, I realized that when I was running, I felt so my head was so clear and it was just something mentally about putting myself first, first thing in the morning. Yeah. And I showed up better. I was happier. I was more present. I could think at a higher level. And when I started hanging around these people that had these 
that were millionaires that had these well-balanced lives, they told me, they're like, oh, that's cute, your little, your little grind, right? Where we see all those people on Facebook like, I haven't slept in four days, blah, blah, blah. That's cute, that's cute. They're like, we're millionaires, and by the way, this is what our life is because we have the same amount of time, and yet we are intentional where we are you know, being able to do more things on a higher level because we have our structure and our routine every day. And it was so powerful when I was like, okay, now I do it out of habit. Now it's, you know, I was never the person that was like, I'm so excited to go work out. Like that was never a priority to me. I still don't get excited about it. I still have to drag myself sometimes to run. I haven't run all week and I'm feeling it in my body. But now every morning when I wake up, first thing I do is I'm intentional with gratitude because I want to approach the day with, you know, because look, I do short sales. This shit is stressful. Like the people, you know, <laughs> people ask all the time, like, why the hell did you specialize in the hardest thing ever? I'm like, cause it's a challenge. And I don't know sometimes because people are I'm crazy. crazy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so the, only, the only way that we, I'm able, going to be able to handle my kids by myself. Cause I don't have anyone. I don't have a partner. I have, you know, 11 people in my organization. I have 15 agents that I mentor. Like there's over a hundred clients. Like there's so many parts to it. And the only way that I can handle it is if the first thing I do in the day is remind myself why I'm so blessed to do what I'm doing and being intentional of these are the things that I want to accomplish today after I'm putting myself first. And that was a complete game changer to me. Like down to like my routine of taking my vitamins in the morning and doing this and doing that. And to me, it was like, oh my gosh, this, and it worked because it changed my entire life. And even my, my employees were like, you changed so much this last year. Like you're so fully present. You're not stressed out. And I'm like, I feel it inside. And crazy enough, I'm working less. And yet we're 10 times more successful. Our business has changed drastically because I've been able to show up as a better leader. And that I think was the most powerful thing. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that it is, it's crazy. It's crazy important. Like I completely understand how you would get to that point where you're just like, okay, nope, we got like a change has, has to be made. Right. So it didn't even feel like it was a choice to you. Yeah. It was like, I mean, it's like you said, you're going to, you're going to figure it out, you know, one way or another. And so making those changes, like, and seeing how powerful they, they are in your life and your business, like, it's such an inspiration to other people. Like, it is such a comfort to know, like, okay, like, hey, you know, Nicole unpacked that bag for me. I know if I can go do that, then, you know, it, that it, I know it can be done. I know that it can be done. I know um, why it's necessary, but I think, like, also just when you actually start on that journey, I think it's just a, a matter of, you You know, you said something that's very powerful and it's something that we have always said too. Um, taking that massive and perfect action or failing forward, um, that's just been a really big thing. Um, that is not my nature. And that's why I always go back to that point where like, thank God that it is in RJ's <laughs> nature. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I was naturally born a little bit more of a perfectionist. So um, it took a lot of experience um, for me to get under my belt to be comfortable with that yeah. and thank God for it because I, I mean to tell you, it, is, it really has changed in um, my way of thinking. It's just like, okay, well, if it doesn't work perfectly here, I'll tweak. I'll work on it. 
I'll, I'll, you know, adapt. We'll, we'll solve. And I'm like naturally like a, a puzzle solver. Like I want to, I want to solve the, the riddle. Right. Um, and so that has been just like a, a really powerful transformation in me. And I think that that's, that's important to say here at this point, because I think so many people will attempt to make these changes in this personal development that makes you a better leader, that makes your business function so much more better, so much more better, so much better. <laughs> um, it makes, you know, it makes people, um, you know, they, they attempt it and it doesn't work perfectly and then they stop. You know, I always compare it to like a, a health, nutrition, workout type of scenario. So many people will start and then they don't lose 30 pounds in a week. And then they're like, well, screw it. I'm going to go eat Oreos now instead. Um, you know, I think that <laughs> right, I, I'm, I am that person, you know, where I'm just like, I did not lose 30 pounds in one day. I think I'm just going to start next week, <laughs> you know? Um, but Monday. Monday, Monday. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that there is, uh, it, it, it's a really good analogy because it's like this in business. And it took me a lot of attempts and failing and trying to achieve that. I don't even like to call it like the work-life balance, you know, because I think that that's such a, such a cliche way of putting it. I, I really like to think of it in my mind as more of um, where am I spending my energy and making sure that the things that I really care about are getting, you know, focused on. And, you know, I fall off track for sure all of the time, but overall my life is just, it just keeps getting better and the opportunities get better the more and more I focus on that. So, you know, what my day might look like, my perfect day might look like, May, may be very different than what your perfect day might look like. But I do think that there is so much power in making sure that you spend time, you know, with the people and the relationships in your life outside of like, you know, I mean, you have a relationship with Stephanie, right? So mm -hmm. tell everybody who Stephanie is. So Stephanie is my operations manager and she was actually my first hire uh, when I let everyone go. So uh, she really was instrumental to rebuild um, everything that we that we've done. Right, and she's she's an amazing boss, babe. Right, so um, we love Stephanie. Um, but you you know you work with her every day, right? Mm -hmm. So you guys talk about work stuff all the time. But you yep. also have to care about Stephanie's life. You have to take the time to say, "Hey, how is this going? How is that going?" And it's not all about just the work, right? And yeah, we're conscious together. Yeah, yeah. You, you mean you are intentional about that. You're intentional about spending time and caring about the people in your life. Um, and that goes in, in work and outside of work. Well, I mean, you, if you aren't doing that for yourself, if you're not saying, hey, you know, I have to take some time to focus on, on balancing myself, whether you know you're a runner or you do yoga or whatever, or you're fueling, taking the time to fuel your body, right? Whatever that means, either, you know, ordering from Freshly or whatever you do or meal planning yourself on Sundays, whatever your balance looks like, that's, that's meant for you. Like, you have to figure that out. And I think so many people try to go replicate somebody else's yeah. that, you know, maybe they just 
they just fail. But making sure that you're pouring into the people in, in your life, making sure you're pouring into yourself, making sure you're taking time to do something that you love other than just, I mean, when did it become a thing like where you don't, like if you're not feeling your body or moving your body every day, like why is that not, why is that even a thing that you should have to like pencil in? You know what I'm saying? Like um, that, that's really crazy for me. Yeah. Huh? It's easy to do though. Cause it's not, it making money. it's not, you're not seen as a priority because it's something that nobody's keeping you accountable for until you get sick, until you crash, until you get depressed until you gain weight. And, you know, it's, it's definitely something that a lot of people don't take seriously until they have to. Until um, your energy levels are zapped or until you're this that, or the other. So like, for example, you know, I don't have kids. RJ has kids and he says to me one day, well, maybe I need to go for, maybe I just want to go for a walk with my son. Yeah. Right. Like maybe I just want to go for a walk with my son every morning. And, you know, when he started doing that, he was like, his son enjoyed it and he would just talk to him and talk to him. It was just like, you can, whatever it looks like for you, um, is going to be, you know, your journey. But I think it's just so powerful. So like being that, you know, I know like your why is, is huge right? I know that, that there's so much that you want to do with your time on this earth. And there's so much that you want to do to inspire people that may be looking to you or looking to your journey, but it's, it's still so personal to you. So what is it, what did it look like where, okay, you're, you've made these changes. Like how long did it take you to restructure your business? Because I know you went to work so hard on the processes and recording everything um and talk about like that in between space you know you you said you were going from working 80 hours a week to you had to restructure it well I mean I'm you didn't probably go from 80 hours a week to 40 50 hours a week overnight right um you didn't go from being zapped when you're spending time with your kids to um, the next day you're like super mom and spending the, you know, the right amount of time that feels good for you and your family. You yeah. didn't go from, you know, I want to be more fit and have more energy and feel really good in my skin and, and all of this stuff to, you know, you didn't do that overnight. So what did that, what did that part of the journey really look like? Because I think that that's the portion where people get stuck or quit. Yeah. Yeah, so um, the first thing that pops in my mind when you ask me that question is I remember when I let everybody go, of course, no initial plan of, because that's probably the smart thing would have been if I, if I was a logical thinker. I would, have let go, I would have transitioned, hired, but being Nicole in Nicole fashion, she's like, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go. And because I'm a salesperson, it's not like business slowed down, right? So I remember when I, I mean, to this day, because this is only a couple of years ago, I remember um, when I called, when Stephanie called and I didn't believe, I was like, who's this girl? She says she knows short sales or she's done them before. Like, give me a break. And she was calling to be nosy. She had been another organization for like 13 years when she was miserable. And she's like, who's this girl, you know, does specialize in short sales. And so when she came into my office, I remember the first thing she said was about comments about my book. 
And I was like, oh my God, I love her. Cause she was like, you should have added this. You should have done this. I'm like, oh my God, I love her. Yeah, I, was, girl. I was just like, oh, you speak my language. And what I loved about her was that even though we, we were on the same page, she really was, she's my integrator. And if you've ever read, you know, rocket fuel, it talks about how you have to have a visionary and an integrator to really have a successful organization. And I, you don't know what you don't know. And I had no idea that that's why I couldn't move forward and really scale. It was like, I was capped at these 30 to 40 listings a month. I could not get past that. And I couldn't figure it out because I'm like, okay, I, I, I can leverage myself. I, I know how to get the business, but why can't I grow and you know kind of tip the scale? And it was because I didn't have an integrator. I was wasting so much time doing things that could have, anything that was being replicated, I could have had a, a streamlined process for it. I mean, I was still writing in my notebook. like, And I remember the first time she said, look, you know, you're not going to be able to handle the leads. You're going to have to put it through a system. I'm like, no, this is, no, no. Like, this is my notebook. I write it down. I remember. And then I'll put it in a system. Like, leave me alone. This is how I do things. And I remember the first time I was like, I got like five on Instagram and this and that. I remember dropping the ball and I was like, okay, I need, I need your help. And she really was fundamental to really anything, really changing my perspective of anything that I do on a daily basis. I need to figure out how can I put a process in place so I can get my time back? How can I consistently work on systems and processes to get my time back so that I can leverage myself and grow? And that journey was, I mean, absolutely exhausting. Um, oh, girl, you don't, like, I'm just going to, like, in, intervene right here. Like, RJ and I always are playing tug of war with that. I'm telling you because so like you and RJ are very, very similar style CEOs, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not like Stephanie. I'm not as good of an integrator as she is. You're a hybrid for sure. Yeah. I'm a really weirdo, but I'm definitely the COO. I'm definitely like, I, I could do it on a high level, but I would still want a Stephanie. You know what I'm saying? If I were running, you know, X amount of people in the organization, absolutely. And that tug of war in that battle, like, I know how hard that is for him. Like, I see it. I know how hard it is for him. We literally had a discussion yesterday when we were trying to implement something within um, our dispositions. And I'm telling you, he, he just jumps right in there and does it. And he's like, um, no you just do it and you do it just the same way you just said. And I'm like, okay, you can keep saying this is how you do it, but you're not actually saying how to actually do it. <laughs> you're just saying do it. Right, but right there was my biggest problem of why I was setting up my employees to fail because yep. I was, my expectations were here. Like, why haven't you done this? Fine. I'll do it myself. Or I was frustrated because I'm like, why aren't you guys doing it the way that I would do it? But I would talk and like you just said, but you're not actually saying it. And so I had to, in you know, growing the business and I was, it was funny because when I, when I fired everyone, I was then traumatized. I was like, I don't hire anybody else. Me and Stephanie yeah. have a good thing going on. And Stephanie's like, we need help. I'm like, just suck it up a little bit longer. Let's figure this out. No, 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 no. I don't want to hire anybody else. <laughs> I mean, we had just such a good momentum. Like we were just like, we were like this. 
and she, I, I didn't have to worry about her and I got to do my thing. But obviously, you know, the more I did my thing, the bigger we grew and, you know, we needed support. But yep. that, that's what I had to do. And like my biggest advice for people that are growing a business is to spend your entire day or weeks or however long it, how longer it takes documenting everything you do on a daily basis and coming up with the training. So for example, when it came to conversations, I would record all of my conversations with sales calls because that way anybody that comes in that position can hear exactly. Oh no. You froze. Can you hear me? Okay. So that way everybody in that position. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what happened, but anyways, so everybody in that position could hear exactly the way I and a complete game changer. I know I have to worry all there and it was all out. You there? I'm there. Are you there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still, it's showing up fine on my end. I didn't do it. Okay. There you are again. I don't know. It just kind of got choppy for a second. Okay. We'll edit then, it maybe. Yeah, let me re-say it then, I guess. Yeah. Re-say it. Okay. So for me, um, the best advice that I can give for anyone that's growing or that's trying to hire is, you know, as a, when you first start out as a solo you know, entrepreneur, solopreneur, you have to like really train or replicate what you're doing, right? Because it's natural. When you're in sales, all of this is natural. I can't explain to you how I can communicate effectively and get these people on board. I don't know how to break it down. It's just a part of my personality. So what I did was when it came to the training, I recorded all my conversations. That way, the person that was stepping in, I didn't have to worry about, no, 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 you have to say it this way because they were being trained by me, seeing the way I break it down, the way I convert these people, the way I handle objections. And it was so powerful because I got to itemize every single thing. Now, it was a pain in the butt and it was very painful yeah. <laughs> to have to record all of this stuff. But... I mean, literally, anybody can quit tomorrow in my organization, and I'll miss them. But it's very—they're very replaceable because we have a structure for everything, and that was a game changer. Because before, it would be all in someone's head, right? It would be in their email box, and then we would have to chase them, and only this person was handling it. And I'm like, no, we need to treat our organization as if 500 people worked here. How right. would you communicate? if you had 499 other employees right and that and that was i mean that way i was never you know left in the dark of hey what are you doing i can easily see everything that's going on so everyone can kind of support each other and it's it's been incredible i mean i always tell my my girls i'm like we have to over communicate like i don't care if you feel stupid doing it in the beginning you have to over communicate because Otherwise, that's where balls drop and, you know, you're not really able to scale and we won't be able to manage the volume that we're managing if we don't do that. Right. I mean, if you're working on a team and you're, you're beyond that solopreneur, like, um, I think for us, you know, everybody like makes it really popular to use the terms, you know, your way to a more balanced life or a freedom as an entrepreneur is to outsource and delegate, you know, make sure you have systems and processes. And I think that there, you know, there's so much that goes behind the actual power of using those things appropriately. Um, it's something that 
through the years, like we have been consistently trying to master. Um, we have changed so many systems, so many processes, so much this, that, and the other in the pursuit. Constantly evolving. Constantly evolving. In the pursuit of it, and by no means do I think we're in a perfect spot on that. Um, you know, I think sometimes we tend to like overcomplicate it or undercomplicate it or, you know, finding that perfect balance. So, like, it was like, I know how much work goes into, and you're right, it is painful, painful. Three months, three months for every position. And I tell my girls, like, and here's the other key thing that I learned that people talk about systems and structure, but they don't talk about accountability. So I had the system and structure and I'm like, this is not a suggestion. I did every single one of your jobs. There's a reason why I'm not just a, a business owner that decided I'm going to open up a restaurant, but I never actually worked at a restaurant. No, I did every single one of your positions. So if I'm telling you to do it this way, there's a reason, right? Right. Well, and there's only so much accountability you can build into a system. Right. So you have to figure out what that looks like to where they're taking ownership of their positions and they, that they're accountable to you where you're not having to micromanage them, but that you're still having like a window to what they're doing. And that was the other huge thing that like where we crashed, where I realized and this was uh, nine months ago. So, you know, build, building the team back up, we got it to like 140 listings or whatever. And then shit just started hitting the fan. And I remember, I think I talked to RJ too about it one time last year. And I was like in tears. And I was like, oh my God, I, I, I took a step back because I had all this freedom and I was, you know, out there trying to conquer the world or whatever. And realizing that my business was going to shit because some of the girls that were there, they weren't doing it. And they were hiding behind the work, and there was no way for me to really see it until shit had already shit hit the fan. So I was, I took a step back and realized, okay, I need to figure out how to keep everyone accountable. Um, that the systems are fantastic, but if you don't utilize them, they're shit. So that was a whole other, you know, the second time where I let go two or three employees, and you know, another huge milestone in your journey, yeah. right? Oh my gosh. And I fired 31 sellers, 31 sellers. I lost, I mean, over six figures of revenue because in the very beginning, their expectations were not set and it ended up all the, the problems that we were having at closing were because the steps were not taken. And I'm like, you guys, I preach about being proactive. It's literally my tagline and my own freaking team is not doing it. Right. And let me tell you, mama was not playing around. I'm like, y'all, I have, I'm not kidding. Like nine months ago, I was like, I've done this before. I will, I will clean house and it will just be me and Stephanie again. I don't give a shit because at the end of the day, and that's the thing, I'm not afraid to go in the trenches and do the work. So I took over like, I started going auditing every single file that we had. I started moving things along, repositioning um, people, firing people. And that was the second major milestone for my business because I realized, okay, I got comfortable. I got, I built this huge business and then I wasn't seeing what was happening behind the scenes. And thank God that I was, you know, at least intuitive enough to understand, like I solved a lot of problems before it turned, you know, horrible.
But yeah, I mean, I cleaned house and I was like, nope, this is not going to happen. I'm not doing this. I did not work this hard to be here for you guys to crash my business because you can't do what I told you to do or what you said you would do. And the like you had to add a layer into it, I'm sure, where oh, yeah. you and Stephanie always had your thumb on the pulse. Well, I think that different levels, right? So yeah. it's like me and then Stephanie reports to me and then everybody reports to Stephanie, but I'm still in every single department. And I mean, I'm telling you, I audited everything. What is this email? And to the point where I'm sure the girls were like on pins and needles, like, are we going to be here? And I told them, I said, I have nothing but love for you guys, but my business is a hundred percent referral. So this right. is on me. This is my organization. So if you know, my entire business was built on doing what I said I was going to do. And it's the most powerful underwhelmed statement that people don't understand that you cannot have real authority in everything and anything if people don't trust your word. And if your business is completely fueled by people trusting you and someone in your organization is screwed, you're like, no, 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 no. You guys have no idea what a big deal this is. So I am not afraid. Like me, I talked, I would talk to Stephanie every day. I was like, I'm about to let everybody go. <laughs> I'm about to pull Nicole and tear this place down all over again. And, and I didn't, I only let two people go, but you know, that was another huge thing for me is I remember just being so, you know, just crying, like nobody talks about this. You know, they talk about streamlining and building your system, but nobody talks about how, you know, when you let go, how do you still keep the accountability in place in your organization so that they're still doing their job because they're still employees. Like they could be passionate and invested and buy into your vision, but they have to have that structure there. Otherwise it doesn't matter to them, right? They'll just get a new job and, or it's maybe not important. So that is a huge fundamental piece. And you know, I'm grateful now, obviously I'm every morning, 10 AM, we have our team meeting, you know, every single you know day, like they know and they're on it. So that was a huge part that I felt like I wish more people would talk about these kind of things because that would have saved me so much heartache. And, you know, like I said, over six figures of freaking revenue in, in 30 days. And I just had to make that hard decision of like, no, it's, we're wasting more time chasing these people. We need to go back to the basics, back to the fundamentals of what I started and putting those in place and making sure they're being done. Right. And I think that, that, that it, I mean, first of all, like that is such you know, that is the thing that people don't share. I have literally, you know, and it's, I, I used to be in a position where I'm just like, it is shameful when I have the realization. Um, and this has happened more than once where I had the realization where I was like, why am I letting this person? Okay. Their job is this. Yeah. And I am literally getting so frustrated and so wound like it is like a ball of like in me because it's a kink in my chain like this is a kink this is a problem in our business this person's role and I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm letting them control my mood I'm letting them control the way my business functions because as a small business owner I mean we're all small business owners here like as a small business owner, if you have a person, it's one thing if they're, you know, if they have an off day or an off week or they've got something going on, you know, yeah, you should be in a position to where, you know, things can shift and you can kind of, um, 
you know, encompass that off day or off week within your, within your team. But when you have a person that isn't, they basically just throw up the middle finger at, at any accountability or they just are like, not, it's not clicking or it's just like, they think, oh, I mean, I've had this happen so many times where there's like a, a huge difference because I want good morale. I want a good camaraderie within my team. We're very, 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 very team oriented people. Um, and you know, I want to have good relationships, maybe not necessarily like on a personal level, like, but I care about my, I care about every person that works within our organization. I care about their life. I care about their quality of life. I really, really, really do because we're all like, let's, let's be real here. If rev money didn't exist, would, would anybody run a business that like we do? Hell no. Nobody on earth would do it. Like we would be like, I love to grow apples. So I'm going to grow apples and I'm going to go <laughs> trade those apples for bread or whatever. You know, I like think it's, it's just a very different thing. So like if money didn't exist or if, if success, I mean, we would all live very different lives, you know, um, there would be very different trades, you know, and I feel like people just, you know, the quality of their life act actually matters to me. When they go home at the end of the day, I want them to not, not just be like, yeah, work was cool today. I want them to be like, I love that this is my job. Like, I don't want to leave my job. I want them to be grateful in the beginning of their day every day that they have a home with us, that we are a team. Um, and so when somebody just throws that middle finger up at the accountability factor or they're not performing or they just don't seem to get it, it kills me, right? Like, and it bugs me. And I had to have that realization multiple times when it came to multiple people because I really do care that much. And it's like... The the doubt, but can be detrimental to their employees and everything. I mean, because they're setting the bar. If that's how they're acting, you know, it's going to quickly spread where that's now the standard because you're allowing it. And so even though, you know, you do care because I'm the same way, but that's why, you know, you have to put your CEO hat and understand that you're actually doing worse. Um, and even for them, because what I found is that when people have that mentality, it's because they're miserable, but they can't make the decision to leave, right? Because they're comfortable. But every single person that I've ever let go, I've given them the option. I've told them, hey, I just don't feel like you're, this is a good fit for you. I don't feel like you're happy because, you know, of how you're showing up. Is this something you actually want to do? And then I let them make that decision of like, you're right. I, I'm not that happy. I go, you know what? Life is too short. You need to get a position that you're going to be happy and you're going to thrive in. And so that's honestly <laughs> because that's just the reality. Because if they're not showing up, it's because this is not something they want to be. If someone is happy, they're going the extra mile. If they buy into your vision and your organization, they're doing whatever it takes because they're happy and they're grateful. And, and, and that's huge to me. I want the same thing, exactly what you said. Like I want people to love what we do because ultimately 
especially with what we do, the bank's already stressful. The transaction's stressful. You have to actually love the people that you work with. Right. And like, I, I think that it's also so powerful. Like what you said is like, it, it becomes like the bar that's set. So they're like lowering the bar for everybody else on the team. They're bringing the rest of the team down if they're bringing you down. And it's like, you can never let any person within a team, like you're benched, yep. you're benched. So if you want to come back and play for this team and you don't want to be benched anymore, show you up. better show up and you better practice an hour longer every day and work on your skills and work, you know, you got to prove it because, um, at the end of the day, um, I don't, I never used to like the, the concept of everybody's replaceable. Like <laughs> I did not like that concept because I don't want everybody, I don't, I, you know, I, I guess I'm like a, like idealist when it comes to that. I wish everybody wasn't replaceable. Like I wish I was at that point where I'm just like, nobody is replaceable and everything is perfect, but it's yeah, just not reality. CEO, you can't ever be in a position where everybody is not replaceable. You're the one that gets screwed. You're the one that gets one person. But the, you know, environment should be that everyone's not replaceable. Everyone should be valued and whatever. But honestly, it's kind of gotten to the point where it's like, I love you. You know, I'm going to go the extra mile for you. I care about you as a person in my organization. Everyone knows that. You talk to any of my employees, I go above and beyond to treat them, you know, like royalty. But at the same time, I'm cool, but we got to do the job. And I, to I told them that nine months ago. I said, look, if we don't, make a change none of us will be here right like this i i am down like i said i'm cool everything but if we don't get the job none of us eat so we have to all be on the same page that these things have to be done no matter what it doesn't matter like none nothing else matters and if you don't have the ability to do it you're not in the right position so it's not personal it's for everyone it's i told him i said i don't eat you don't eat we don't keep the lights on our clients don't get help so bigger picture it's not insensitive to say that everyone's replaceable it's just that's why i approach it of hey you're not happy life is too short go do something that makes you happy you just don't have a place here wish right. you no problem this just isn't yeah. the right spot for you and yeah. yeah exactly it doesn't have to be ugly right you know, it's not like they're being malicious about it they're just you know of course some are but in all of my cases, they just weren't a good fit. And, and they found out, you know, six months down the road, now we don't have a revolving door. Um, you know, we've had people that have been with us for years. I mean, even my first office manager that I let go, I was in tears letting her go because I'm like, you've been with me from day one. But I just grew to the point where she couldn't grow with me and she was no longer passionate about it. And it was great that we, you know, went our separate ways. And sometimes as a business owner, you have to make that call, even if it's emotional, even if they've been the most loyal person to you, because it's not only for you, it's for them too. You know, yeah. it's selfish to keep them in a position because you feel bad. You know, right. so when you look at it that way, it's a completely different perspective. Right. And I think that the, like, all of these things that we're talking about, I mean, they're, they're such huge factors in, I think, your everyday, right, as a business owner. Um, yeah. they're, they're, they play such huge factor on your mental space, your energy, 
and everything like that. And I think that those are just such key components to being a leader. Um, and I mean, I know that everybody is not like necessarily like us where they're in the constant pursuit of living their greatest life and living like their greatest self, you know, like sometimes it's really, really hard to recognize, you know, the greatest version of me right now is like rest, you know, mm -hmm. so the greatest version of me right now is this person doesn't fit in the picture. Like they're taking and they're pulling the rest of the team down and like getting them to realize that, or I need to add this component into my business, or I need to take a time out and I need to go, you know, take a long weekend and go to the coast and <laughs> jump on a boat and see some, <laughs> some of the world. You know, I think that um, it's not necessarily about achieving balance, right? Uh, and you can, and this is one of the things I really want to hear from you because I know we're, we could probably talk for ages and ages, yeah. but this is one of the things I really want to hear from you um, in all of this and you know, well, maybe first you should tell people like what you like, what your big whys are, you know, in, in, in your own words, rather than it being in my words. So my big why has definitely evolved. Um, you know, in the beginning it was survival, <laughs> like just complete honesty, right? It was, I was young trying to survive. I was, even when I was married, I was still, you know, the head of household, um, as far as income. And it's really evolved where I am so passionate about going back to your point earlier of there's not many people that look like us at the top. And I'm so passionate about showing other women what's possible because I didn't have that. I didn't see, I'm in rooms and not only was I young, not only was I just, you know, ignorant, but I, I looked like me. And there was, you know, I'd walk into rooms and men would be like, oh, you're cute. Look, you little boss, babe. Okay, whatever. You know, but they wouldn't take me seriously. And so it's, I see so many women that are just these phenomenal leaders, but they're not confident to speak up and to put themselves out there, you know, whether it be social media to a community or whatever. And, and, and I'm so tired of it. I want to see more women win. I want to see more women, you know, utilize their value and their talents and showcase that because that way it encourages other women to keep going. You know, we're all at different phases of life and I've been there and that's why I'm so transparent about my failures. I, I, I get it. But you know, had I seen somebody like me, I know that mentally it would have been a lot easier to understand that this is normal. I would, it would have been a much easier journey and way more comforting to know that I'm not alone in this. And that, you know, I would have had other support and really breaking down those stereotypes where women are catty and women are, you know, just trying to compete instead of collaborate. And you don't ever see men do that right? What do men do? They're constantly collaborating to grow. Why don't we have that more in our community? You want to level up? You want to see more women at the top? Stop trying to see other women as your competition or you're jealous or whatever. Start being inspired by their success so that you can step up. So that well, you and I think also like of uplifting each other. And yes. I hate to take away because I know you have more to your why, but <laughs> I'm going to interject again because this is something that years and years and years and years ago, um, I don't even know how many years, 
RJ and I, we were supposed to name um, somebody that we looked up to, uh, and it was supposed to be like somebody famous, right? And like who is, you know, like kind of like your idol, like right. but not idol, but um, who's the person you look most up to? And I was literally like going through lists and lists of people like in my head and like all these men kept popping up into my head who is the great person leader. that I look up to most in business and I'm like well he's a man well he's a man well, he's and I looked at RJ and I was like bro I cannot I guess Ellen 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 is my answer and not to take anything away from Ellen she's she's had an amazing career she does amazing things with her time on this planet and I'm not, I'm not trying to take anything away from her but I was just like Ellen is not like I'm not her avatar <laughs> like you know what I'm saying like I it was so crazy to me that you know that's that's just a whole different level of business and it was so crazy to me that I I started thinking about when growing up yeah. I started thinking about, well, who are the women that I knew that owned businesses? Now, let me think about this. Right. I knew one. Yeah. I knew one. I knew one yeah. woman growing up that owned a business. One. And that's what fuels me, honestly. Like when I'm speaking on stage, maybe one or two other people in the lineup. And it's not anyone's fault except the fact that what you just said, you can't even think of anybody. So I want to play my part. And, in, and where women, and, and I get this daily, weekly, where people are like, oh my God, I look up to you so much because I'm seeing what's possible through you. And you're just, you're being so honest. Like, oh my God, you're just, you're, you're sharing it. I'm like, yes, because no one else is. And I want to encourage, even if there are women here that are listening to this podcast, like you have value. You have to speak up. You have, and it's selfish not to. It really is. It's selfish not to share your gifts and the impact that you're making because you have no idea who's paying attention. You have no idea who's wanting to quit and has the ability to change so many and impact so many people, but they don't, they can't get over themselves because they're scared and, and they don't, they don't see anyone else doing it. And so well, that's, there's a lot of women out there too. Like they may not resonate with us right? They may not want to be like an entrepreneur. And so like, this is like one of the things on my journey because I was I, in my head when I had that moment, I really was like, I kind of want to do like a summer internship program for girls um, either coming out of college or coming out of high school. And, and, and you know, yeah. you're at milestones in your life where you're, you're getting integrated into like the real world and what it's like. And, you know, I think it's just, just just to be not even like inspire them that they have value i mean hopefully that everybody knows that they have value on this planet but it's just for me it's also to say like your calling is worth pursuit right your calling is worth pursuit and because I do think that a lot of, you know, like not to sound cliche, but there are women out there that would never in a million years want to run a business. Like their happy spot is being, yeah. yeah, is being, you know, something, you know, that, that may not be a good fit for you and I, but like, that's okay. And that's beautiful. And that is, you know. I think that's just like one of the biggest things for me is to inspire them that their voice 
actually matters and that their leadership skills are so important in this world. Like, because you can not be an entrepreneur or a business owner or whatever, but your leadership skills and that value that you bring and your voice are so important. You know, I honestly did not know when I was younger that I wanted to be a business owner. So that's why I had to think back. Um, I didn't know. I, I was, I was going to go into the medical field. I wanted to be a singer and I can't even sing. So <laughs> <laughs> lip sync girl, come on. <laughs> uh, no, but, but you know, go back to, to my why. I mean, the other part that I'm passionate about is showing my daughter that, you know, even though we're in a world where people are constantly trying to dim who you are as they're constantly trying to dim who you are as an individual. I mean, there's so many people that the more present I am on social media, they're just comments and this and that, and that's fine. But understanding that that has nothing to do with you, that's them, right? I know my value, I know what my purpose is, and I wanna show my daughter that she can do whatever she wants. She can do whatever she wants. There are no limits. And I've had to break through so many barriers in just the last 10 years of who are you to show up in this room, like, what are you doing here? Are you somebody's wife or were you invited because you're pretty? Are you sleeping with someone? Is that why you're here? Like, what? Are you, let's see what this girl has to say. And my daughter, she's not even going to experience that because she's going to see by my example, like, what are you talking about? My mom did it. Like, my yeah. mom does this. Of course I can. I don't have a college There's education. no power struggle here. No. Yeah. My, <laughs> my daughter already thinks she's there and she's fine. Yeah. I know. Whole, she's she's made for this. Life. The whole other podcast. So the whole strong wills, that's working. That's working. Um, but I love it though. I love it. I love her tenacity. I love that even at such a young age, she just doesn't even see it. She doesn't even see like maybe this isn't possible. She just tells me like, I'm going to do what you do, but better. And I'm like, you do it, baby girl. But also, have you seen what I do? Like, forget you. For <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to be a singer? Because if you do, yeah. that's okay too. <laughs> and, and just understanding that because that's something that, you know, we're told, right? Like growing up in my generation, if you didn't have a college degree, if you didn't, you know, do a certain thing, you were never going to be successful. This is just the only path to success. And I knew at such a young age, like, this isn't what I want to do. Like, I know I'm ambitious. I know I can sell. I know, I, I know what I can do in my skill set. I just didn't know, you know, which avenue I was going to take. I just kind of threw myself into it. And that's something that I'm so excited, you know, that my daughter is, is growing up and seeing by my actions. And that's what fuels me. It, every time somebody calls me and tells me how much my one video that I felt stupid talking about impacted them, like it keeps me going because it gives me that, that it, it fuels, like even having these conversations of understanding that it's bigger than me. It's yeah. so much bigger than me. And you know what? When your why is bigger than you, then you don't care if your hair looks freaking perfect. You don't care if you said um a million times because as long as your message can resonate with other people because you're speaking your truth, that's what matters. Right. It's okay. That's what matters. We're in a world where people are like, you have to look perfect. You have to be by, you have to have all this money. No, like I'm speaking my truth and I'm being authentic, whether it's cute, whether it's cool, whether it's whatever. And that's something that to me is extremely, um, what's really helped my brand too. And why I resonate with so many people because of that.
No, I think that that's, no, no, that's exactly what I want to hear. Like, I think that that's the, that's the whole point of this entire interview, because like, it's not like we haven't interviewed you before. It's not like people haven't seen us talk together. It's not like any of that, but I just think that it, that, that, that message in and of itself is, is so important and sharing that part of your journey is so important and how much it is, has changed the every level and every facet and every layer of your business and your life i think that that is like that's so clutch it's so key um you know a lot of times people you know make commentary about how much i'm sure you get it too how much we share you know they think that it's maybe about and i'm not even one the one that shares the most um <laughs> i'm really not um but obviously we make time for it in our business and uh there's a reason for that and it's not it's not impact because of ego it's because we're we we're being called like we are being called to do this we're being called to share it because our intentions are pure, because our why is pure, because it is bigger than just us. It, it's because of, of so many reasons beyond. I think that it is so powerful for us in our life that we can't help but share it. We cannot help but share this journey that we have been on. And it's, and it's so much bigger and a lot of people um you know they see that about titanium and they they just love it right um and you know once we kind of started letting out some of our challenges along the way out like people just eat it up and i'm like it's because they really really go oh okay it's not just me you know like we're not all perfect we don't all you know like whatever and i and for it to help people it's like heck yeah i i crashed into that rock and now you can navigate around it right and so I think that that's huge. I think that's a huge portion of why we share, but I think it's also just knowing the power that, that we have felt to uh, really make our life and structure our life and structure our business and, and make this, you know, just fuel what we're here for. Right. Like that power it is so many people I... I know that don't do these things and they may not want to, but I know what, how, you know, what it, what a huge impact that it's had on our life. And so it's like worth it to share for those people who are where we were, you know, in 2012 or 2011 or whatever, you know, like, well, can I really do this thing? Well, how do I want to, you know, that that's the point of it all. And, you know, getting specific, a lot of women ask me, especially, you know, I have a, a very, very, very powerful man partner. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of women are like, Cassie, we really need you to talk more about this. You know, we need women leaders to stand up and scream yeah. it from the mountaintops, right? And I'm always a little bit hesitant, you know, because that is putting like such a huge spotlight um, on just something that I have never really taken the time to focus on. Right. I have never in my journey sat there and said, and because I'm a woman, I ran up against 
this challenge or this barrier. Like I, it was like a, I completely refused to even recognize it when it did happen. I'm not saying it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm saying I refused to recognize it and I just plow through that barrier. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, it is something that I am, you know, I am inspired to share more on because I did have that moment years and years ago and it's always been, you know, stuck in my side that I didn't really, I didn't really have a lot of women to look up to that I are in, in my shoes where I am now. I didn't have that to look up to. So I, I am, I'm really inspired to have those moments and, and share that. And like, I just appreciate you so much for, for being called to do it, you know, for your daughter and for other women out there who have to break down those barriers, um, no matter how they go about it. Because again, I was the kind of person that was like, that's not even a thing. Here, I'm going to do my thing, <laughs> you know? Um, and well, let it stop you, but a lot of women do for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it did actually, I didn't even recognize a lot of it until it's a, a thing in hindsight, you know, cause like it just, I'm not the, I'm not the kind of person to be stopped from doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but I think it's just, I think it's, it's a, a really important time in history, um, for us to lead by example in that regard. Um, and I just never really wanted it to turn into a, a thing where I'm like, you know, I don't ever want to take away from like how powerful my partnership with a non-female <laughs> is, you know, because that partnership is so much of my journey and, and I would never take away from that. And so, um, it came, it came to me organizing that in my brain, like, um, you know, I can do both. Like I can, I can sit there and lead by example and I can sit there and be this amazing, powerful, you know, female that it doesn't take away from it that, you know, I have a male partner type of thing. Um, yeah. and I think that it's, um, so important to like talk about how we've navigated those things in the past. And so I love that part of your why I love that, you know, you've, you have broken down so many barriers. I love that, that you have completely changed and restructured your entire way of life as a, as a human, as a woman, as a business owner, as a mother, you know, you have, molded and remolded and remolded in the constant pursuit of greatness in this in this journey that you're on and so i i just appreciate you sharing that so much like i, I could literally go did you see pace morby <laughs> did you see pace morby went live for 16 hours straight yesterday 16 16 hours straight like one six one six. Oh my gosh, no, we can't do that. <laughs> I don't even think that we could talk that long and I could talk to you forever. Yeah, I that's it's bananas, right? So <laughs> I just think it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, no, I mean he's like the like that is a marathon. Like no, straight take breaks? Like I don't know. Feed me. I mean I just surely Surely, he ate. Surely, he ate on camera, and then of course, you know, RJ. He's like, "Oh, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see <laughs> if that's a thing that we should do." <laughs> like, 
no, sir. Like, but we'd have at least like, okay, I'm going to give you a break now. You give me a break now. Just keep the camera on the whole time. Right. Yeah. I mean, surely he had to take potty breaks, but, uh, (laughs) but no, I really, I really could talk to you forever about this, but I do. I, I mean, I appreciate you so much sharing like the things that, that are behind the scenes that you're passionate about that, you know, sharing the the moves you've made that have made such a di- an impact on you as a leader and a business owner and like a leader in your own life you know um i think that that you know i'm kind of a personal development junkie so mm-hmm. um i'm always you know uh, reflecting and, and trying to grow as a human being and um i think that the i think that those things are, are so important to share to other entrepreneurs and other women because my goodness, like, otherwise, this, this journey can have, have some rocky roads. Um, but it's so worth it. And, you know, I know that that's why you share. And I know that that's why that we share these things too. And it's it's one of the main reasons I was like, I just want to get Nicole on here. And I just want her to spit about like, these points in her journey, because they're, you know, they're challenges that, that would make the strong, you know, wobble. They're, you know, they really are. Um, flipping your whole business on its head um, multiple times. And just the power in that statement, like you recognizing that big of a change needing to be made in your business and then just saying, I'm gonna take the bull by the horns and I'm gonna make this happen. And then doing it, it's just such an inspiration. Um, and I also loved what you've done, you know, to achieve um, what you've poured into yourself, you know, and making sure that you made the changes in your personal life and your personal development. I mean, you are constantly, like every time I talk to you, you're just like, nope, I needed to do this, this, and this. And like, I know how hard you work. And I'm just like, go do it, girl. Like, go, go crazy. Go, go for a run. Go to the, go for girls night. Go. I can't remember where you went. Like, where's the last time you went? And you were like, I'm on a boat. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually, no, I went to, um, in January, I went to um, uh, California to Laguna Beach by myself. Yeah. And just went, first time I ever went anywhere by myself, um, I was so inspired these, with this group on Facebook of women that traveled alone. And I was like, what? That's crazy. Who am I going to talk to? And it was the most empowering trip. I had the most impactful conversation that I never would have had if I wasn't alone. And um, it was, I mean, yeah, I'm always trying to, how can I consistently grow as a leader and as an individual, um, you know, between self-development, personal development or whatever. And that was huge for me because I couldn't even imagine. I'm such an extrovert and social, you know, butterfly. And I'm like, I'll go crazy by myself. This is, you know, whatever. And it was so powerful and I, I needed it so much. Um, but yeah, that was, that was definitely. An yeah. I mean, like, like, where can I go? I'm dying to get out of Dallas. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, of course, well now COVID, yeah. but, uh, so no, like one, you've got to share that Facebook group for me because that would be like a monumental thing for me too. But you like, I've done so many other things like that we didn't even touch on. Like 
you're like, I'm going to jump out of a plane because I'm scared. To, I'm scared to do it, you know, and then never again, but you did it. Um, I mean, what, it makes sense to jump out of a plane, right? Oh. Right. I mean, you took on, uh, what was the mastermind you took on last year? Like, what was it? It wasn't even a, a mastermind really. It was oh, like, it, oh my God, that was honestly the, really the key fundamental thing for me. It was uh, called Shill Maiden and it was the most intense thing. So my whole thing is, you know, I know we've been going on for a while, but I'll just, I'll say this quickly. Like my brother passed away, um, in uh, 2016 and I promised myself, like I, I woke up, right. And I was like, okay, what am I doing in my life? <laughs> right. Like you have somebody so close to you that you grew up with and that you're, you're really close with and you're like, okay, what am I doing? Like, is this really life? Because if tomorrow you realize how short life is, like, is this how I want to go out? Right. And that was really the start of this journey of like, I'm going to, I'm going to do things that if tomorrow something happens to me, that I'm not going to live a life of regret. And I was too young to be that defeated and miserable. And so I changed everything, got a divorce, you know, changed my business, everything. And um, I promised myself that I was going to consistently make myself uncomfortable and I was going to face the things that terrified me because I wanted to do it. Like there were so many things I wanted to do, but I was just so scared to do. And you know, when you start doing that, like, and honestly it started with putting myself out there. I was so scared, scared to do videos. I was like, Whoa, I don't have anything to say. What's my name? What? And people look at me now and they're like, you speak so well. And I was like, oh, if you met me eight years ago, you would have been like, is that the same person? She's, she's not even close to the same person that I resonate with. And it, it's just, it's been a journey. I mean, it really has. And I'm still evolving. I'm very far from getting anywhere that I want to be. But I am grateful that I've done that because being in the most uncomfortable situations mentally, I'm like, oh my God, I did it. Like, and I've grown so much and I've evolved so much that I see what's possible now. And it, I can tell you as an individual, you can do this, you can do this. And you're going to, you're going to hear my words and you're going to be like, okay. But when you do it, you're like, oh my God. And you're what mind, else can I do? That barrier is now broken and you're like, I just did this crazy thing. Of course I can do that. And now yeah. you see the limits because what terrified you and what you, your perspective creates your possibilities. So if your perspective is that, that this is where the line is, you're not going to think it's possible. But once you break that, everything's possible. And that has been, it's, it's been nuts and everyone thinks I'm crazy, but it's, I don't it's, think you're crazy at all. But like, actually, I, I mean, it, it resonates so much with me. Like my brother passed away. Um, and I also had, I mean, it might, it was like 10 years earlier. Um, I also had that moment, that moment too. Like I, that resonates so much with me and I didn't I wouldn't necessarily have ever worded it that same way where like I'm gonna make myself comfortable uncomfortable excuse me um but it was more of it, I I felt very 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 like force like a force in my life came and I was like I am not going to waste a moment of my time on this earth I am going to live a great and plentiful and joyful and happy impactful life while I am on this planet while I have my time because when you're that young and you reckon you you are hit with mortality for the first time 
time from somebody like that that is that close to you and it's just like dude it could be any time any day for any of us and when that hits that close to home uh yeah i mean like that was my experience as well and it just propelled me it propelled me in life i mean after a bit of time of me like grieving grieving um it became like that factor where it's like that's and and what's crazy about it is like my brother was born that way right and like he just did what he wanted when he wanted how he wanted he knew what he wanted to do and he was just like always this bright light in the world and i'm like man you know when that when that happened to me it was just it wasn't a factor of getting uncomfortable but it was a factor of if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but I'm going to do what I feel called to do. Um, and I'm going to, you know, not, my big thing is like, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to waste my time while I'm here. I'm going to go after it. Why wouldn't I, you know, that's what I'm here for. I'm not, I'm not here to sit quiet and live in fear. Um, and I am always in the constant pursuit of, of my best life. Um, and I want people who are around me to to feed off of that energy you know like i want to have that kind of impact so uh, like for me it doesn't necessarily matter if it's man woman child like i want that to be contagious so i definitely hear you and resonate with that like so much and hopefully everybody that's listened to this interview this, this far you know feeds off of that and I just, I, you know, I thank you, Nicole, for, for your journey and, and for sharing it here today. Um, tell everybody, I'll wrap it up because, you know, we don't want to pull a pace. Um, uh, I'll wrap it up. So, um, but tell everybody how they can find you, um, where the best places, Insta, YouTube, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So Instagram is the Nicole Spinoza. Um, and then short sell, the short sell queen on YouTube. Um, and then you can always go to our website, uh, vssqueen.com. Perfect. Perfect. Well, again, thank you so much for sharing today. And I hope everybody has a wonderful, um, time as we wrap up this shelter in place business and then we all get out there and, <laughs> and take the world by the horn soon. Um, until then we can just do it on video. <laughs> Thanks for having me, girl. All right, babes. I'll talk to you later. Thanks so much for listening to the Titanium Vault with your host, RJ Bates III. For more info and to stay up to date, visit www.podcast.thetitaniumvault.com and on facebook.com slash thetitaniumvault. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time on the Titanium Vault. Titanium Vault.